Hello, and welcome to Shelf Check, a podcast about books, pop culture, and a trail of clues, with a distinctly feminine theme this month. Shelf Check comes from Arlington Public Library in Arlington, Texas. I'm Miranda. I'm Mark. And I'm Tamara. Let's talk. All right, so today we are on the trail of some remarkable female detectives. So, um... As I've said in the past, because I have headed up two other mystery-themed podcasts for us, um, mysteries are one of my favorite genres, and I specifically love cozy mysteries, but I promise not all today's authors and books that we're going to talk about are cozy mysteries, necessarily. Some of them are distinctly uncozy. It's true. It's true. true. (laughs) There's definitely a wide range here. There might be some Mm -hmm. blood involved at at certain points. Well, even the cozies will have that. (laughs) Might be gushers of blood. (laughs) Oh my goodness, the visceral nature of that. Oh, that is such a man thing to say. (laughs) Guilty as charged. But we wanted to talk about um, a variety of different influence of, of notable and remarkable female detectives that we've seen on the page and on the screen as well. Because I will say, as much as I love mysteries, and I do love to read mystery books, I also am probably even a bigger fan of mystery series as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Me yeah. too, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I do want to go over, basically I just want to fangirl for a little bit about uh, <laughs> about all okay, the great Mark, ones. You can just... You, you may well, I, I, can, I, can, I can fanboy as well. Oh, okay. Yes, we will. We will simply just be fans. <laughs> so um, I wanted to go. I, I have been known to squeeze. Is that <laughs> right. the, the term? Squeeze? Okay, oh, you're I want to hear you squeeze. You're, you're, oh, I, 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 I squeeze uh, inside. On the inside. Yeah, I squeeze on the inside. That's not fair. Yeah. Disappointing. <sighs> okay, <laughs> work on it, Mark. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so one of the first ones that actually came to me, and and weirdly, like, my inspiration for this theme at all, which is very funny, is Nancy Drew, Mm -hmm. because I'm actually not a huge Nancy Drew fan. That is not to say anything about it. Mm -hmm. I I got nothing against it. I just never read a lot of them. I read a handful of them when I was younger, but not even the original ones, more like ones that were like, I don't know, some paperbacks that we found at a used bookstore that I just had a handful of that were written probably in the 80s Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Nancy Drew like... Oh gosh, the 80s. (laughs) Yeah, something (laughs) like that. They were just like these interesting reprints where she was like living in New York on her own. When when was the Nancy Drew series first published? Is it in I'm the thinking 40s, it was, I believe. I believe 40s, so. 50s? I better 50s, check maybe. on that. Um, I know, I, 50s probably, because yeah. I, I, my mom gave me all of her books, and they had the the white spine and mm-hmm. the book covers, and so those were the originals. And Well, yes. I, I was going to say that I, I remember 50s. my uh, mother-in-law telling me how important Nancy Drew had been to kind of be a role model. She could see her doing mm-hmm. things that, um, you know, she was, what we were talking about before, just kind of a plucky young woman who mm-hmm. um, goes out and Before isn't, there was isn't the daunted. vocabulary for the female detective. Yeah, right. It wasn't <laughs> or just detectives. Mm-hmm. And, and there were people writing when female detectives long before this, yeah, mm-hmm. Andy Christie and, and so forth, um, 30, 40 years before this. But for a um, kind of a young adult audience, she found this mm-hmm. really eye-opening. And, oh. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all of a sudden the universe is bigger than she thought it was and more possibilities are open. That's interesting. So I was looking at this here and it looks like they actually date, date to 1930. <gasps> interesting. So even oh. older than we think. Yeah. And kind of interesting, Carolyn Keene, famous mm-hmm. author. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not pers- a person. Not a person. <laughs> not a person. <laughs> Definitely a name for multiple ghost writers. The actual... Uh, I, I live in fear for the day in which I... 
figure out that I'm not a person. <laughs> well, I'm if you're, mu I'm multiply ghost written. If you're as famous as Carolyn Keene, you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the, as long as the checks are made out to me. I don't, I don't yeah, yeah. The the series creator was actually Edward Strattenmeyer, who is the same person behind the Hardy Boy series, ah, which predates it. Okay. I really think it's interesting that that is a series that has stood the test of time. You talked about mm -hmm. reading it in the eighties. Uh, well, well, actually, I, I, guess, I guess it was in like eighties. Yeah. And uh, they're still writing books today, and, mm -hmm. and they're doing they're, graphic novels. And yeah, they're re re revisiting the characterizations and mm -hmm. bringing it to uh, the modern audience at the time. Each time they re do a reimagining of it, mm -hmm. I always find that fascinating. That that particular series, that and the Hardy Boys, can do that. Can stand stand that test of time. Can reimagined that many ways and they're and flexible and they reflect their time and still be Carolyn Keene or yeah. uh, who was it the Bert Hardy boy Edward Stratmeyer is the actual no, author I mean, uh, the, was it Daryl Dixon is that the name where did that come from I oh, have no gosh. idea where that came from that <laughs> might be right Dixon might be right I don't know Hardy boy's um, author I'm looking it up anyway so um, Franklin Dixon Franklin Dixon I knew that Dixon was correct and it's like yeah. okay um, yeah, but yeah, I do. I, I appreciate that that can be still a thing that kids are still discovering. Um, mm -hmm. I remember talk about the books in the eighties and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was a kid, I remember going to the grocery store, sitting down in in the book section, and reading books while my mom was shopping. And I was reading a, a Nancy Drew book, and in the book, Ned, her boyfriend, was proposing to her, oh. and my mom was just like. Tamara, it's time to go. It's time to go. And I'm like, but Ned's proposing. Knowing, <laughs> knowing that my mom would find that just as interesting as I did. You right. know, she's right, like, right. oh, okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Five more minutes. Right. <laughs> That's funny. And it's funny I mentioned it was uh, created such a such a iconic series for women, you know, for anyone, but also specifically, like you said, kind of opens up mm -hmm. the world for young girl readers. Um, and it was created by Edward Stradmeyer, a, a, a man. But I was looking this up, and there is another woman who is one of the ghostwriters. Mildred Wirt is her name. And she's actually um, credited as writing 23 of the first 30 in the series. So really kind of setting so the So she's the woman behind a lot yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. um, and and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and venture a guess that a lot of sort of like the go-getter nature, the puckiness of Nancy Drew, mm -hmm. is probably coming from... Mildred Wirt. Right. So that's kind of interesting. Who, who, in many people's view, is doing a man's job, you know, and Potentially, but not yeah. getting the credit. And so, some mm -hmm. of that um, would have to come Although, out. there was something kind of nice about the fact that, regardless of who did write it, they were yeah. all Carolyn Keene. That's right. That's we right. are all Carolyn Keene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. like Legion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It transcends. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting one that I just kind of wanted to name check. And I was thinking about different things to talk about. And Nancy Drip popped into my head. And I suddenly thought, oh, I want to really talk about female detectives. Oh, yeah. So that was the first go-to, even though it's not necessarily my first go-to. Mm -hmm. It's an incredible one that I just was like, let's talk about the icon. Yeah. <laughs> but other ones, my first real, uh, my personal first like brush into female detectives has got to be Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote. Growing yeah. up, that was a favorite of my mom's show. She watched all the yeah. lawyer shows and all the detective shows and all all of these different ones. And the murder she wrote is definitely one I grew up watching. 
and also a really interesting. It's amazing. Line. I watched every season, and yet I still turn mm-hmm. on a murder she wrote and see an episode I've never seen before. <laughs> we're, 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 we're that way in our family with SpongeBob. Oh um, yeah. We think surely we've seen every single one, and mm-hmm. usually we can name within the first two or three seconds which episode it is. But mm-hmm. every now and then there'll be like one from fifteen years ago. So, and we'll just stare at each other. <laughs> is this? Did they make a new old one that I didn't know about? Anyway, I went back and started rewatching some of them off Netflix a couple of years back, uh-huh. and it was really interesting because the what I I just watched a handful, but watching the first episode was really interesting because I did not remember how it all started. Mm. She doesn't start out solving mysteries. She doesn't even start out as a mystery novelist. She just um, is. Is uh, I guess she's retired probably at that an point. English teacher, yeah. Yeah, an English teacher. English teacher. And then she ends up writing a story because she simply wants to, and then it gets pushed forward by, I think it's her nephew, who ends up... Uh, so she and, becomes this famous... World-famous author, yeah. Of author within mm-hmm. the series? Yes. And so, the fir- her oh first book is published like in the first episode. Yeah. Wow. And the first mystery is prompted by the fact that she goes to New York to like meet with the publishers and stuff. And then she, she for the most of the series, she carries herself so confidently. And she does before like, she becomes an author. Yeah. yeah. Like, She's just very vivacious mm-hmm. and like yeah. it's very interesting. I and I was really I walked away going, Man, I really like Angela Lansbury. She exactly. was a real class actor. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. yeah. Uh uh Murder was one of our favorites. And I'll tell you this, I I we're talking about ghost writing books and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know how they'll come up with Murder, She Wrote novels and yes. things like that that weren't originally Murder, She Wrote, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that was an original series. It was mm-hmm. made from the TV series. Right. I listened to it on audio, and whoever they got to be the actress for the audio books mm-hmm. managed to pattern every single character from Ooh. the TV show. Mm. I was just like, wow, I am just absolutely drawn to this. Because That's really cool. I felt like I was watching the show with yeah. every single original That's, So this Just a little side note of audiobooks and narrators. They can really make or break something. Oh, yes. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, uh, computer voices you know, substituting, and the AI will have to get significantly more advanced to handle all that characterization and, and so forth. Oh, absolutely. I know multiple people who will follow a narrator through things. Oh, yeah, yeah. You oh, know, yes. because they're like, oh, this is a good one. I will right. listen to this version. Or I'll, I'll try that book. I like right. that. I, I like, like that narrator. That voice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so that's kind of interesting. So uh, it is interesting that that's one that started with television and then kind of went into the book book realm. And I'm interested because obviously the, the Jessica Fletcher mysteries are going to feature Jessica Fletcher. But my question is... <laughs> Are there Jessica Fletcher mysteries that are supposed to be the mysteries that Jessica Fletcher wrote? I think so. That I love the meta of that. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a book about a writer. Because right? I will so say, if you guys ever seen that uh, show Castle, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is about a writer, yes. there are books yes, there that are. are written by Richard Castle that are starring his character that he talked about, Mickey Heat. Yeah. plan that ahead of time when they're know. making shows like that? I don't know. I really kind of I was like so intrigued by it. I haven't even read any of them. Yeah, but like I can make you do a double takes. But, but it wait, really did. Hang, hang on. Especially because wait. I looked at it and on the book jacket in the back, the picture for the author was the actor mm-hmm. who plays mm-hmm. Castle on the oh, show. Funny. Mm-hmm. And like the bio was of him, the character. Right, right. And I'm just like, but who wrote this? Yeah. <laughs> 
I guess that is a definition for yeah. ghost writer. Yeah. yeah. And actually, you know what? Uh, it's funny we were talking about bringing back to Nancy Drew. I believe the gentleman who wrote a lot of the Jessica Fletcher stories is it a, a, a male author mm. as well. And I'm going to look up his name. And I think I'm going to say it. I'm going to be bold and say Donald Bain, maybe. Um, yes. Donald Bain is actually the main author of the Jessica Fletcher books. So it's kind of interesting uh, that... It's something that we want to talk about in a little bit of like how are female detectives portrayed by men, how are female mm-hmm. detectives mm-hmm. portrayed by women, right. and the differences on that. But well, I want yeah. to before we go off into that yeah. uh, that discussion, I just want to kind of touch on some of my favorite TV yeah. stuff yeah. that I've watched. Mm-hmm. Okay, so of course the whole uh, uh, female detective uh, kind of started with Agatha Christie's. So I really mm-hmm. love. The Miss Marple series when that came out, and then that kind of started the whole. Well, I would say Miss Marple might have even started after Murder She Wrote, but besides, oh, you mean the TV series? Yeah, the TV series. But uh, I feel like strong female detectives on TV are even more of a thing than you would see in books for a while. Mm -hmm. And so you had like Cagney and Lacey, you have Rizzoli and Isle, so these are both like detectives in a police department mm-hmm. uh, working cases you have oh my gosh charlie's angels is that a strong female detective series or is that something else i don't know might be, <laughs> might be both it could be both some, <laughs> some things can be empowering and charlie's mm, angels can contain multitudes <laughs> Yeah, right. Did you think that they were that deep when they came out with it? Yeah, you know. Well, that's the thing. Was Nancy Drew that deep when they came out with it? Those things become something else right. in the life of their of, of yeah. the run. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I so love the depth is uh, retrofitted. Yeah, yeah. Well, depth depth yeah, is depth, developed. Depth. Yeah, yeah. So I I think that there are a lot of great female detective TV shows out there. Yeah, I I, I love watching mystery shows anyway mm-hmm. you're talking about cozy mysteries earlier of course mm-hmm. the hallmark channel has a whole station on the hallmark movies and mysteries yeah we actually have that channel <laughs> built around cozy mystery movies yeah and that's a kind of all fun. of them are female detectives yeah yeah it's kind of interesting actually i think about yeah they do walk so they're not there's no it's not a causation core it's correlation not causation Meaning that just because it's a female mystery does not mean that that it's going to be a cozy mystery. But they do mm-hmm. walk hand in hand a lot of the time, and both in television and screen. I, I think yeah. that that has sorry, to do Kelly with and your, Paige. the audience that's trying to reach. So yeah. kind of like a, a romance novel. It's mm-hmm. mostly written by women, correct? Mm-hmm. And they're out there, uh, women are the, the, the consumers of those series, mm-hmm. of those books. I think the cozy mysteries are kind of along that same vein. They want to write to women, so they have the female char- uh, main character in it. And a lot of the authors probably are female as well. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering if you can if, if there are any prominent male cozy authors. Ooh, that is a good question. Um, 
I, I think, and this is when we kind of talked mm-hmm. about a little bit before, and I've not read these, so don't quote me if I said, like, sure. call them cozy, and people go, that's not a cozy. Yeah. The Ladies Detective Agency by Alexander Paul oh, okay. Smith. Yeah, sure. Very long-running series that I think is going to be on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. Again, somewhat unverified, so don't quote me yeah. on that one. No, yeah. that definitely makes sense. Yeah, of course, that yeah. has, like, a different kind of aspect to it with the cultural aspect set in Africa. Yeah. I mean, we have that totally different uh, perspective of mm-hmm. a different culture altogether. Right. So how is that particular culture presented in the series? Would it be different if it was a female author versus a male author? I feel like we're already getting into that discussion, aren't we? We can have all the discussion at once. It's fine. I do want to give, I do want to like just name check a couple of them Mm -hmm. that that fall out of this a little bit, for instance. I specifically wanted to talk about um, Temperance Brennan. Mm. Who's a who's a patho- in who, bones in bones, which is also a, originally a book series and then mm-hmm. also a television show, and that one I would not say is a cozy. Yeah. <laughs> the no. show itself definitely fell more into procedural, but I will say this more than any other show, bones really upped my tolerance for the for what I could watch while <laughs> eating dinner. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah right, right. There are different limits. Yeah, because because they're into forensics and they're very much into the physical nature of the bodies left behind yeah. and the and the physical evidence that's Absolutely. happening there. Absolutely. Yeah. That was CSI for us. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because you know they're always constantly getting up that bag of that body bag and opening up and the goo comes out. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you, all of a sudden you view your lasagna in a completely different light. <laughs> and they yeah. go, oh, that really looks tasty yeah 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 Yeah, it makes you hungry now (laughs) so that that's definitely one and and i've read a little bit of that series and again i would say the book series itself as well is not a cozy mystery series Mm -hmm. yeah i would say that while cozy mysteries are built towards uh built towards uh women Mm -hmm. i would say that that's not necessarily the only instances of female driven stories mm-hmm. that you know the, of mystery stories they don't have to be cozy well yeah and, and let me just yeah. say we talk about genre um i haven't read as much in what would be thought of as you know traditional mystery but mm-hmm. there's a fellow traveler to mystery which are thrillers mm. oh yeah um, in which there's there's often um you know there's it, there's a mystery at its core mm-hmm. uh, there's just mm-hmm. a lot of peril uh, mm-hmm. People are constantly in peril. And, is and there a cozy thriller? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not, not even sure that that's I don't think those are yeah. together. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. But uh, within the, the thriller genre, there are um, not a ton of female writers. Okay, well, let me back up. There's a there's a thrillers like the um, uh, woman in the window across the street down from the train, all of those kinds of mm-hmm. uh, roll, roll mm-hmm. On the Cabot and Cabot Yeah, in, in Cabot. Um, but, and then, but then there's yeah. also like the um, the the rogue uh, FBI agent who you know. The, so mm-hmm. there's lots of different kinds of thrillers um, set in different kind of settings. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in the kind of um, uh, David Baldacci, um, uh, James Patterson kind of arena, uh, Mike Lawson, uh, Greg Hurwitz, there aren't a ton of female writers. But there's one uh, named Taylor Stevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's written several books that um, have some really nice reviews and nice comments. Um, let's see, Lee, Lee Child, of all people, says uh, Monroe is a sensational character and Stevens is a sensational writer. 
Um, but she found it's kind of hard going to get established as a female thriller writer. Mm-hmm. With with we were talking about Fountains of Blood and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, th- these are not. Uh, you know, yeah, and, and I would going. I would almost admit that to say there probably are multiple female authors who are writing thrillers who are not prominent. Right. So they just don't spring to mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the, we were talking before about the difference between looking at female characters versus female authors. Mm-hmm. And uh, even among the, the male thriller writers, um, many of them have very prominent um, sort of sidekicks that are female. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the danger in, in a lot of this kind of crime fiction is... Uh, how how are women perceived? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Are they passive objects of men's aggression and so forth? Are they the victim? Are they the, are victim? They the femme fatale? Damsel in they... distress yeah. and so forth. And so I think that in recent years there's been kind of a wave of writing very strong secondary female characters. Yes. Um, in the Mike Lawson political thrillers, um, DeMarco series, uh, there's a young Emma who's a retired probably defense intelligence agency but unconfirmed if if i told you i'd have to kill you kind of Mm -hmm. thing um and uh she's she's incredible she's much stronger than the main uh detective and often bails him out so she comes in when it goes down yeah and and so but 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 that can go that can also be shallow yeah, yeah, I was going to say, how much uh, character uh, dis- uh, development is there to that character? Um, not a whole lot, but that's that's actually true of a lot of secondary characters and thrillers, so where they, they come in to play a role. I think so. Oh, he's going to talk to his friend who has contraband mm-hmm. arms, you know, that mm-hmm. so he can get the you know shoulder right. launch mm-hmm. missile mm-hmm. launcher or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also uh, David Baldacci, um, Will Roby was an assassin, and in the second book of that series, he had to go track down a rogue agent who d- turned out to be a female assassin, who is described as being just as lethal, just as devious, and so you know, is mano a mano, but although it's not a man on the other side of the mano a mano. Right. Um, but no more depth, yeah. I would imagine. Well, no more depth than the main character. So, oh, fair enough you know, on that. <laughs> um, but uh, so there, there's a lot of these. Um, yeah, I named several others. But um, one of the things that, that's kind of come out of this, though, is the kind of an awareness that women in these uh, thrillers don't always aren't always treated well, right? Mm-hmm. So many, many people know now about the Bechdel test of whether there are uh, fully developed female characters. Well, let's just say the Bechdel test is a bare minimum of television. Oh, or right, film. right. And I'm, I'm going to state it for anyone who doesn't know this. It's just, this is not necessarily even meant by the person who created this to be created as any real measurement of anything. Yeah, no, it's not But the idea is, if, if, so, if yeah. something is on screen, are there two female characters on screen who are in the same scene together who share at least one line of dialogue that does not involve a male character? Right. That's all that needs to happen yeah. in order for it to pass that test. So that's a really low bar that mm-hmm. surprises That not everybody passes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> kind of, I think almost inspired by that, uh, recently in the thriller community, an award was launched called the Staunch Book Prize. You can read more about this at staunch, S-T-A-U-N-C-H, bookprize.com. And uh, you would hope that this might be a low bar too, but you see that this would cut out probably 99.9% of what's been published. This is an award for a thriller in which no woman is beaten, stalked, sexually exploited, raped, or murdered. And uh, there are uh, five years of awards that have been given out, mm-hmm. and, and uh, but 
if you apply that test, and they actually there's a separate, there's the Staunch Test website <laughs> where they apply this to existing uh, film and TV thrillers to see where they fall on that. And, but what, what this does though is it, it promotes the idea that um, women should be more than objects, they should have agency and they should yeah. be doing so things. Yeah, so out of curiosity, any of the winners, are they books that we're, are shows that we're familiar with or are yeah. they... Yeah, let me, let me see if I or, can pull up Are the, these going to be random things that, you know, it's such a rare thing that we're not going to know... <laughs> Who the right. are. You know, and while he's looking that up, I will say that while these type of awards and tests are an interesting thought experiment, and they definitely bring to the forefront of discussion, like how are we treating women in in, in literature right. and in media, I will say it's by no means um, a, a, a signifier of the quality of the item. For instance, for one thing, or mm -hmm. or the validity of it. I mean, there. I mean, would a Miss Marple uh, for by Agatha Christie, but one of those books passed up because you know what? Her victims were both men and women. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, and well, I, I don't yeah. think it's uh, looking at the list. I said that like Miss Marvel was a serial killer. I just meant Agatha Christie's right, victims. Right. They're, they're, they're Again, really not a serial killer. Dominant or mainstream winners so far. But mm -hmm. I think the main point is just the, the fact that the prize exists mm -hmm. makes you take a step back and think, oh, I mean, the last 10 thrillers that I read, mm -hmm. holy cow, yeah. there's an awful lot of bad I, things happening to women. Well, you know, and it I might mean, even help writers that aren't going to try to win the prize, but they're writing it with this awareness that, yeah, oh, you know what, maybe we should uh, think more. Yeah, carefully. nothing has to be one specific thing, but it is a good thing to think about, definitely. Yeah. So that's kind of an answer, the staunch you know, we, award. We were talking um, earlier about what the difference is between uh, men and women detectives and and how they're written and what they bring to the to the audience, right? And I was just wondering about, you know, who was it you were talking about, Miss Fisher, earlier? Oh, yeah. And how she is a very popular popular character, but then mm -hmm. she's not considered, um, uh, that people don't find a very positive thing that she is always in, in various relationships throughout the series. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. So, Miss mm -hmm. Fisher, and I'll just go ahead and uh, yeah. sign this one too, just because, in case anyone doesn't know it, Miss Fisher is Miss um, Fisher's Murder Mysteries. It's a very popular series uh, from Australia from uh, some years ago now that also got really popular in America on Netflix streaming. It's set in the 1920s in Australia. Mm -hmm. Uh, with a very a, a, an independent woman of means who becomes a, a private detective, both just as an interest and also has some skill sets towards her that she realizes and develops as she goes through um, this thing. And it's kind of unique because she is pretty independently wealthy, so she does have the the wherewithal to in order to um, to delve into this mm -hmm. into this mm -hmm. a particular profession. Um, and it's based on a series of books by uh, Carrie Greenwood. So that series, incredibly popular, really, on Netflix and streaming. Um, but I will say uh, that there was a little bit of uh, discussion among American audiences about the fact that Miss Fisher is a character who enjoys the company of uh, a man in an episode when she cares to, and perhaps a different man in the next episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
and is pretty free about how how she how she chooses to spend her life that way. Right. And it's actually mm-hmm. in within the show shown as rather positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was discussion about from a, from a, from the audiences in America about maybe they felt like that might be something that they didn't love as much about her character right. that they did not and, really get from Australian audiences. And I would say that 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 cut kind of is more of a male characteristic that you would typically see. Right. It might not um, be remarked upon as like, much about a male exactly. detective. But I would also wager to to address that. I think that things like that have mm-hmm. changed over the years where yeah. men are not looked on favorably if they have multiple relationships. Women are looked are not necessarily uh, as criticized if they do. We may have gotten more towards the middle with that, I would yeah. say. Uh, yeah. In fact, almost to the point where I think we might be flipping our expectations. I wouldn't go. Bit. I wouldn't go so far to that, but I do think they both move towards the middle. And I think, yeah. that, and, and the point is, it's pretty subjective, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like our opinions on that are going to be ours. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We have a, a recent former president who has had children with three different people in different times, mm-hmm. and, and a, a female politician that had children with three different men would probably that would be. It'd harder. be a different conversation. It'd be, it'd be a bigger it would, hurdle. It would right? be a different yes. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so but yes, I do. Uh, so I, I do recommend Miss Fisher. It's a delightful show. <laughs> uh, there are some things that it, we didn't even get to today. I will say one of my favorite things is that my my mother for, once referred in conversation to the Miss Fisher Miss Fisher's murder mystery says, you know, the fun murder show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but there's a ton of them we haven't gotten I mean, to as well. Jennifer I mean, we barely. books, Stephanie Plum, Pl- uh, Flavia Deleuze. Flavia de Luz is such a unique one. I'm actually going to yeah. go and take a minute and say okay, yes. Because Flavia de Luz is a really interesting one. Also, not exactly a cozy mystery. Sort of in the middle, a little, little bit further down the line. Very unique character. Set in the 50s in Britain, in the countryside. Main character, 11-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Sort of a chemis- chem- chemistry prodigy. Really uniquely interested in the, sort of the forensics and the procedure mm-hmm. of mystery solving. Has that wonderful main character uh, uh, trait of coming across dead bodies occasionally, <laughs> um, and it's like I said, it's about eleven-year-old girl. This is not a children's series. This is not a young adult series. This isn't a series for adults, but it is a fully realized eleven-year-old child who is mm-hmm. the main character, yes. and it's unique. It's by it's by Alan Bradley, and it uh, it honestly has some of the the best titles. For books, uh, the first one in the, in the series is called "The Sweetness at the Bottom of the Pie," mm-hmm. and each uh, they're just very. Well, that's just the crust, right? <laughs> the, the, the graham cracker crust. <laughs> well, no, the, the sweetness. No, the point. The point. The point because there's actually a larger quote that's coming from. The point is, what care I for, uh, for the how the crust lie or something? Okay. We, we must consider the sweetness at the bottom of the pie. Ah, gotcha. So it's, yeah, each one of the the quotes, each one of those very literary sounding titles, and they're all quotes from something or other that may or may not pertain to the stories, but they catch your eye. Gorgeous uh, cover art as well. So it's a really fun one. But yeah, I think it's it is interesting. There's a lot of nuance. Like, where is there nuance? Do all characters need to be nuanced? As you said, sometimes you you see a, a character come in. Who's not who's not particularly developed, but not any less so than a main character is sometimes. Right. In the formula or a procedural, that's not always what we ask. Right. We, we want them to do things. And that, I'll say something. Predict. And I'm going to say something here. I love to have a nuanced and 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 developed character, 
But you know what? I'm actually not against a strong female character who, even if she doesn't have any other characteristics, I'm okay with that sometimes. You can just have yeah. a, a cool female character sometimes. Right. I sometimes think that those and, characters are, can be unrealistic at times. And I'm okay with that. There's well, no and, and, and again, um, I, don't agree, I don't disagree with what, you. What, what's realistic about Sherlock Holmes? I mean, no, he's no. kind of, a, he's weird, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There aren't many people. He's a weirdo. <laughs> not many people like him, but if he's yeah. one in uh, 10 million, think of how many people are on the planet, right? Yeah, you know and, what? And so why I think, can there be females that I think are that there is space, there? there is space for larger than life female, female detectives. Mm -hmm. There is space for nuanced and human female detectives and characters. There's space for cozy detectives and there's space for procedurals as I, I well. I think that there's space for a female detective that you get to the end of the book and you think, well, I didn't see anything female about her approach. I didn't see mm -hmm. anything female. I'm doing air quotes here. Folks. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything female about you know her view of the world. She was just a. Or very, let's let's say a very good. Let's detective. say exclusively female. I suppose. Yeah, yes. Or, right, right. or, or I'm, I'm sorry. So, or stereotypically female. Yes. That's so whatever. That goes back to is that because because it was written by a man uh, author or. No, I, I or mean, is that? Something? I mean, ultimately, there there are aspects of, of gender and the way it's understood mm -hmm. that can be played around with. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, if I'm going under the knife, I want a competent surgeon. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. whether mm -hmm. they're wearing pink scrubs or blue scrubs, or uh, born male and wearing pink scrubs, I I, I yeah. want them to be really good at get getting out of my body what needs to be extracted and yeah some things and are so secondary yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i like the story and i like how, but, but I how it, a character can can be the active uh perspective of that story it doesn't have to have different mm -hmm. characteristics to but, it but i want to be quick to say that mm -hmm. i'm also perfectly happy if there is something distinctive in the background of the character that informs their view of things and the way they approach things. Well, exactly. Like, I'm going to take Miss Marple. Miss Marple is a perfect example of someone who uses the fact that she looks like a nice older lady mm -hmm. who's probably, who, who is happy to talk to you and gossip a bit or whatever she's going yeah. to do. And she uses that and she hides the keenness of her intellect sometimes in the way Columbo does. Right. You know, where to, to open, open up people to them. Yeah. You know, and then uses uses the skill sets and the things that that nature seminar in order to uh, in order to utilize that for solving the mystery. Right. You know, so yeah. like that's also a space that we want to be in. Yeah, exactly. And I want there to be all sorts. You know, mm -hmm. I want to be there to be distinctly masculine characters doing things that seem distinctly masculine. For the way we perceive it in 2023 in North America, um, <laughs> you know, 2022. Um, but also, there, there should be characters that what their gender is doesn't really have any bearing. And right. I, I think it's nice when you get to the end of something you go, you know, they, the chief is a, a detective as a woman, but not as a woman. Right. You know? She's detecting She's as a woman. As a woman. Right. <laughs> Well, she's always detected as a woman, yeah, and exactly. that's what she is. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think we have any lasting, like, words of wisdom except read more mysteries. Yeah, read more oh, mysteries. Yeah. And, and uh, there, there's a, a tendency for at least young men not to read female books with female protagonists. Mm -hmm. So there were probably more young women in the 50s and 60s that read uh, Hardy Boys than men who read Nancy Drew. Absolutely. And that wasn't based on the relative artistic merits of the book. Right. There are other extra, extra literary, cultural kind of mm -hmm. things. 
And uh, so my encouragement, if there are any guys out there listening that think you wouldn't be interested in a book with a female protagonist, well, you're missing out on amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have mm -hmm. to imagine that you're the, um, you're the MI6 agent with the gun who's going undercover to get immersed in something. Uh, that, that can work equally well if it's a female protagonist. And uh, so, so don't, you may not even know that you're doing it, but don't artificially limit the universe of the, the books that, that you would otherwise enjoy. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And uh, I, like you said, I've read a lot more male protagonist books than female protagonist books in my life because that, that may and just the, be the general the, distribution. A distribution of things. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do find myself drawn to those Nancy Drew books because they were some of the first that I read in my life. Mm -hmm. And I will, be t I will be honest, I think that that has informed my reading, what I've, I'm interested in reading over the years. So I feel like of these books that we've been talking about mm -hmm. um, and all these podcasts we've been doing, <laughs> I've read more of these books than, I, than all these other podcasts that we've done. So, you know, yeah, it's because yeah. it's mysteries. Yeah, I've definitely yes. consumed more media and books and TV shows and things like that as well. I love a good mystery. Mm -hmm. um, and in the end, as much as like, uh, like I think we probably say, Probably more women write cozy mysteries. Probably more women read cozy mysteries potentially, mm -hmm. but and uh, in, in fact, who knows? I, I I wonder what the actual breakdown would be of mysteries in general versus say thrillers. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but regardless of that, a good mystery is a good mystery. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. That's it, really. <laughs> well, there we go. All we, right. We've solved the mystery. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to Shelf Check. Music for the podcast is Wonderful Adventures by Julianne Van Arn under license from First Com Music, Inc. Production and editing by Stephen McKay and thanks to Arlington Public Library system and staff. With special thanks in Women's History Month to all the actual female detectives out there. Uh, they're not just in fiction, but mm -hmm. uh, they work for the APD. Mm -hmm. uh, they work for the CIA and mm -hmm. uh, agencies that... They work for the Pinkertons. The Pinkertons, right. And agencies that if you knew the three-letter initial of them, they'd have to kill you. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>